Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another journey on Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is C Stephen DeSady, an extraordinary man who's doing some wonderful things. He's really moving and shaking people, but he has such a wonderful perspective in the way that he's doing it. I love what he says, his statement, which is one I'm probably going to steal, is the business of life. It's not mm. just about business. It's not just about your career. Your life is your career. Everything you do in your life has to do with your own personal business, your own relationship with self. And he has traveled many, many a journey in his life, literally around the world, whether he's gathered not only his, himself, but his gifts, his perspectives, and he's sharing them now. You could call him the whiteboard king on LinkedIn. He has these wonderful um, spots and series where he just writes on the whiteboard uh, an epiphany, um, an observation and you look at it and it's always a lovely little trigger in your mind. Yeah, I hadn't looked at it that way. That answers a question I had that I didn't even know I had. And he also has these wonderful podcasts where he does the same type of thing. You know, coaches and uh, mentors and business people come on kind of sharing maybe an obstacle they have. And he has a wonderful way of unraveling. He is the coach's coach. He's the mentor's mentor. But really, he just likes to go as Stephen just doing his thing of all the wonderful knowledge that he's gathered through his life. And it's about living life, the business of life. Welcome, Stephen. Oh, can I go now? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Got to live my, up to that now. <laughs> my, 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 my head's going to get too big for Zoom. It's very, it's very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. I, 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 just, I just focus on getting people to look in the mirror and love what they see. It's pretty simple. Uh, and for me, everything that you've said so very graciously and kindly, I appreciate it, can be boiled down all the way to this. Everyone thinks their business is business and, and personal life is personal life and romance is this and emotion is this and spirituality is this, all those types of things. I deal with the foundation of your life because if your heart and soul and mind isn't active, there is no business. There is no personal. There is no romance. There is no spiritual. And if you want proof, watch what happens when you're at work in the middle of your busy business day and you get a phone call to say that something in your life that's really important, your children, for example, all of a sudden something's happened. And instantaneously, we have an, 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 un, an unconditional and unwritten agreement in the professional world, whether it's entrepreneurial, small business or corporate, that if someone's, someone's family or something happens at a personal level, you don't need permission. You don't need to fill a form. You just walk out the door. Yeah. And I'm the guy that's associated with making people understand, stop thinking your life is business and start thinking about the business of life. Start feeling life. You know, yeah, I, all those I, types of things. I find people think too much. 
you know, there's the, the, the expectational thing of I should do it this way. I have got to reach this goal. I've got to have those amount of followers. I've got to have, got to have in order to be important or for people to see me. And that's an illusion. And it's, it's something you're chasing that you can never, ever live up to. The only person you've got is yourself your beautiful self who has a gift and you've got to learn how to use it and how to share it out with the world because that's your purpose. But who are you? Are you this illusion and expectation? Or are you a person that's truly embraced your heart, soul and your spirit and your meaningful purpose here? Because that's really mm. the journey of life, isn't it? Yeah, I often say on the show, I, 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 I don't care about you following me. I want you to follow you. Yes. My job, my job is to be your cheerleader. Um, I ego obviously the ego be nice if the, if sometimes you got more views and that of course I'm I'm human everyone is, but I'm more impressed in the mornings when I wake up and there's a DM from someone who's just talking about the relationship with their six year old daughter which I got today, mm -hmm. the the daughter whose father left when they were first conceived and the little daughter comes up and says oh mum I'm starting to understand that we're going to be okay just you and me, mm. and. Mm. That, that to me is more important than going, hey, I've got 30,000 views. In Deciding Land, we do this thing where we take um, the number of comments divided by two because more often than not, you're replying back to comments. So if you get a comment, you, you, you have the courtesy of replying. So we take the number of comments divided by two. So that's basically people commenting and divide that against the number and turn it into a percentage and call it attraction ratio. Because I want to know how many people are engaged and not the things about oh, I appreciate you, this is profound right. or all of the stuff where people are just using algorithm triggers. So I'll go on to as many posts as I can and I'll put stuff on to trigger the algorithm. I want people to actually stop, read the post and then engage with it. And if that means we only get 20 or 30, that's fine. But yeah. on, on, there's occasions for stuff that we've been putting out recently that's quite profound. We're getting 28 to 29% traction ratio. Then you look at something with a 5,000 viewership and it's 1.06. And, you know, that's the point. I, I, I will get people who will say, well, how many numbers listen to your shows? And I say all those that are ready to listen. Mm. You know, uh, I put the show out. This is the library. It's accessible. I promote it, obviously. But yep. when you're ready to hear what you're meant to hear, you'll be ready to listen to it. Mm. I can't force anyone to listen. All I can do is show you where it is to access. It is up to you to... Um, Sorry, I thought I'd switch no, that off. That's, that's <laughs> I turned the volume down on it. Why are you ringing? I, I, um, better, check. I better check now. <laughs> but, but the point is... It's, is st it's still your fault, but I'm checking my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the volume right down. I don't know why you did that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the whole point is, is it's your content and the way you're writing on the whiteboards, are, they are thought-provoking. And the responses that you're getting... Or that certainly that you provoke in me is, uh, as you know, you will, you always incite a statement from me. You always incite something yes, from it's me. Very kind. That Traction. that you know, yeah. Well, but it's it, it may not be the whole thing. It may be just one mm. little thing that you've said there that's, that that's triggers enough. a response from me. But that is the engagement, and the engagement counts so much more, as you said, than the likes or the uh, that's mm. good. You know, it's about I've heard you. You've had an impact on me. It's yeah. not about how many people follow you. How many people are you impacting? And that's what we need to know in order to be able to continue on what we're doing. Are we actually making a difference? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we did, um, <coughs> the, the team that works around me, I, I said to them, can you go through all of my comments in the last six months? And there was four of the ladies who did this. And I said, pull out, 
the top 10 words, each of you do this separately, and then come together and actually compare all your top 10 words and, and derive it down to three words. I want three words that are the most consistent things that get said on people's comments across all the different platforms. And they took off and they did it and came back as diligently as they always do. And the words they came back with is inspiring, insightful and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing some work with, and I don't have clients and I don't have, have customers, I have guests. So I treat everyone like a guest because you create guest experiences. And I was, I've been doing some work with uh, a decided guest in Miami um, who's won Emmys and all those types of things. And his comment to me was, he said, Steve, you've got to do one-to-ones in front of many. Now, everyone that's listening to this, listen to what I'm actually saying mm-hmm. about how I'm deriving what I do mm-hmm. based on what people are saying. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, the, the girls that work for us went out and actually went through all of the comments to derive the top three words out of everything that they saw. And all four of them did the exercise, inspiring insights, wisdom. Then a couple of decided guests and people often say, never met anyone quite like you. This is amazing. Oh, all the things you've just said, you've made me think of things in a different way. So Matthew turned around and he said, Steve, you need to do one-to-ones in front of many. He said, because no one's going to be able to believe that they can ask you a question live on the spot and you can write the answers you write down right. on the whiteboard. Yeah. And then I thought, I watched a grand tour, the Top Gear show. And one of the guys did a funny little thing with a car and a lake. And the other one did this thing where he, he stood outside of a fancy restaurant and all these pretty girls came. And the whole thing was, how many views can you get on YouTube? So one guy did this crazy thing with a car. Jeremy Clarkson stood out front of some fancy restaurant in London with all these pretty girls thinking that would work. <laughs> and then that, that, uh, the last guy, I can't remember his name now, um, James May, he actually did the unboxing of a car. They completely packaged up into cardboard boxes like an Ikea box, this old beaten up car. One guy got 10,000, one guy got 20,000. The unboxing got 300,000. And I've never done an unboxing video because I always think if I'm going to buy an iPad or buy something, I don't want to watch the unboxing I want to experience. I always fast forward and just look at the review. So I thought, what if I did a vertical camera on a whiteboard and did an unbox and we're unboxing because people like it. So instead of unpackaging a product, we're going to unpackage people asking me questions one-on-one in front of many. And we then can listen to what I'm saying, everyone. Unboxing's popular. So we did vertical cameras onto a whiteboard. Then one of the Desadi guests said, Steve, do one-to-ones in front of many. Then the, the girls who work for me actually created, uh, came up with these three words, inspiring insights and wisdom. Today we'll do, or next week, we'll do episode 22 of Inspiring Insights where people come on the show one-to-one with me in front of many and ask me a question on a vertical whiteboard. Mm. What did I just explain, everyone? I just explained the people's experience of the impact I have on them and I've turned it into a show. As opposed to here are the five things you need to do and here, can you please like me and I'll appreciate everyone to try and get it. Right. So inspiring insights, is that's what people say of me. Thank you. Very gracious. The bo- unboxing type thing everyone seems to like cool. I have this way of being able to put things onto whiteboards, which is a gift. Great. Yes. yes. And I'm going to do one-to-ones in front of many. So people ring up and sometimes when the screen appears and I see them, I've never, ever seen them before. And what they ask me, I'm listening, I'm hearing live and then I'm writing. But that is the instinctiveness, the intuitiveness, mm. you know, you, you are definitely coming from uh, the heart and soul intellect. Um, you know, oh, it was, 
I, you know, I say that the knowingness is, you know, the, the divine speaks to the gut, where the gut, you know, I don't know why I know, I just know, and I trust it. Yep. It goes to the heart and resonance and truth. It goes to the spirit into action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. Mm. And you're in tuned. You're in tuned with that. So when somebody asks you that question, you're not in your head. You're in your divine heart and spirit intellect that knows how to access the knowledge from the head in the moment and be able to lay it out in a way that makes sense and is an epiphany for other people. Yeah, Peter asked me the other day who moderates the show, Peter Clark uh, from Red TV. There's a plug. Um, lovely, lovely man. Um, Peter asked me a few shows back. He said, Steve, can you just repeat what you last that, that we just said? And I looked up at him and went, you don't think I can actually remember this stuff? I, I, I'm with you there. And, no, when he said, <laughs> when, he said it, when he said it, I went, I, have, I don't know how this is working. So, yeah. But, but for people listening, just to sort of surmise what I said and bring it down into some actionable points for you, because that's what I'm always about. Number one, what are people saying about the experience of you? Number two, what words are they describing for that experience? And number three, what do you enjoy watching? Now, I don't, I don't necessarily go out looking for unboxing of videos and stuff or the new iPads and iPhones, but I like the intrigue of it. It's kind of that exposing yes. things. So number one, what are people experiencing of you? Number two, what are they saying about you? Capture it. And number three, what's a way that you enjoy things being presented? And could you do your version of that based on the words that they use, based on the experience of what you are? And if you did that, you'll start becoming authentic. Now, you may not be able to answer, answer questions on the spot on a whiteboard. I don't, I don't even know how I do it. I'm blessed to do it. It's a gift. Thank you. Yes. But what is, what is the experience? What are the words? And what do you enjoy doing? And if you put those three together, you'll become inspiring, insightful, and people will call you wise. You know, I've, I always go, you know, the inspiration begets invitation, but the, it's the inspiration that's the ignition to the invitation. And the invitation is for them to step forth in their own life and apply and, and be engaged. Uh, you know, I, I find so many people are chasing the outside and not just be, becoming at one with the inside. You'll clearly become at one with your inside. And that is the reason why you can be so insightful in the moment and be able to produce the wisdom. But that is a there's, life there's journey. There's turmoil in here. Trust me, there's turmoil <laughs> oh, in here. But if you didn't have yeah. the turmoil, you wouldn't understand the problems. Yeah, exactly. right? You have to yeah. know the problems to understand what the solutions are. Nobody goes through life unscathed, but it's yes. the lessons that we learn from the challenges that we're given in life. This is what yep. we're here for is to learn what, uh, who am I because of this? Am I stronger? Am I wiser? Am I more creative? Do I have more abilities? Uh, has it put me on the right path? And, you know, we had a conversation a few months ago and the journey that you've taken in your life has literally taken you around the world. You've been quite an explorer most certainly of human nature, but all the experiences that you've had in your own life and those that you have been in contact with has been the gathering of your wisdom, the gathering of your knowledge, and then stepping into your knowingness with somebody asking you a question and the ability to see it in the now is because of you have allowed, right? You've allowed, and now you are igniting that inspiration in other people and inviting them to step forth in their own lives. That's a gift in itself. Yeah, and I, I, the only layer I, I, I'd add to that is that you inspire people to think and then you motivate them to act. Yes. And so yep. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people with some amazing rhetoric and at the end of it, they go, that's good, what do I do? Mm. 
So what I'm always doing, and you'll see on the show where I'll actually, I'll, 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 and we even do the masterclass and the tactic as the show kicks off, where it's all about here's some clarity and confidence. So when people ask me a question, I'm immediately going, what are they unclear about? Because if you haven't got clarity, you haven't got confidence. Mm. Let's unpick the clarity. Let's unpick the clarity polish the mirror and let them see then they get confident and as soon as I see it then I go good here's the three things I need you to do and you'll see here's your homework assignment so jokingly say to everyone ABC I want you to do these three things and I'm looking at them and they're just sitting there going yeah 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 I'm going okay good wonderful then you see people writing things down and they're the ones who join soul shifters. They're the ones who start yes. sending me messages going, my life's changed. Mm. They're the ones who get onto Dosadi cafe after soul shifters and actually say, Steve, I can't conceive children. And I turn around and say, well, I dare you to see it as a gift, not a burden. What can you conceive? Right. Yeah. And then you get voice notes from people like that. And the ones that are sitting there just watching going, that's really good. Thank you. That's really good. This is great. I've had my stardom. I've been on a TV show. Right. You never hear from them again because no. Most, most, people are, most people are addicted to two things, addicted to opinion and addicted to vanity. Yeah. The small, majority of, the, the small majority of people are addicted to making a difference in someone else's life and it's called humility. Mm. I, for me, I, I kind of don't see the purpose of being here unless you're having an impact, a positive impact on lives and uh, being of a contribution. We're all here to be of a contribution with our own beautiful instrument. You know, our self-discovery is what is our instrument. And then once I've learned to play that instrument, which orchestra do I play it in? And do I play it in many orchestras? Um, it's, it's that engagement with, with your own gift. I, I know what you mean about, you know, the people who are, oh, yes, that's very profound. And boom, it's, you know, that's it. I, it stopped I there. I appreciate you. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, the, and the people of, oh, wow, you've just triggered something. You know, or you've yeah. just set up a light bulb. And, and sometimes that's all, you know, as they say in a show, if somebody gets one thing that shifted them mm. in another direction, hallelujah. If you get a few yeah, things, absolutely. oh, my goodness, you know, confetti. But it's about that shift into a right direction. And that's all we can do is just show people the way. The way you're doing it, which is really, really unique, as I said, the whiteboard master, is the fact that you mm. can take something and you, you very eloquently and very quickly can go down there and put the diagram, do all the words, and you make concrete sense out of it. So, you know, somebody can have a brilliant dream, a brilliant idea, but they don't know how to put it together in a format. And you're able to format it into its, you know, its ABCs of what they can actually do about it. And I think that's what's missing in so many people's lives. I really want to do this and I'm really good at that. And I, and, 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 and I, but I don't know how to put it in a format. And your whiteboarding does that. You show people where to go to focus. Yeah, but if you, think of every, if you think of the biggest thing in terms of the, the COVID thing, for example, if you think of the biggest thing that, that, that disrupted everyone, wasn't the physical disruption of working mm-hmm. from home. And it wasn't even the fear that, you know, we're all going to, be like the zombie land and that Brad Pitt movie recently or in the last 10 years. <laughs> well, was World he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where everyone was falling over in the street and turning into savages and things. And God forbid, well, thank God, thank God that didn't happen. But no, when, when we were all There's plenty of walking to, dead out there, love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when we were first told to go and work from home, um, for the people who didn't have any experience of that, it wasn't the issue about whether there was this pandemic and I could catch it and die. There was that concern underneath, but it was this whole thing of, and here's the key, everyone, all of a sudden the steps of getting up, getting changed, getting in a car bus or 
or train and going to the office and clocking in and then getting clocking out at lunchtime and clocking back in and then clocking out and doing the same. The steps mm. that Stephen DeSady would say, here's your ABC homework assignments, the steps of that system and process of living got disrupted and all of a sudden people are going, I don't know what to do. Right. And the reality is in terms of your comment about um, people just need to get one thing. The average human brain can only actually absorb one thing. It doesn't mean people are stupid. No. It doesn't. They've got to um, digest. Yeah, so when I'm doing the show and stuff like that, I part of the reason I stop and go to the ABCs and call it homework assignments, I'm actually surmising because I know you can't understand what I just did. Mm. And it's not because I'm smarter than you. It's not. It's reiterating, isn't it? It's refining, it's, reiterating no, it's giving, in a way. It's giving people the stepping stones to act. Right which is yeah. the difference between inspired because I'm now inspired. I feel really good. Inspired to, inspired to think or motivated to act because they're two different things. Yeah. Everybody's looking for a, for a solution they can act on. So, you know, it's uh, present the problem. What is the obstacle? Yep. And then present the various steps that you can take that is, uh, that's creating the solution. But now you yep. know what to do. Now you've actually got to get up and do something. And that means take the first step because it's always the first steps that that's the hardest. Yep. Take uh, that uh, first step, move forward, uh, follow that structure and you will create even your own after that. But if you're stuck on how to move forward, just take the first step. Everything becomes easier after yeah. that. Yeah, you know, I often, I, 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 this, this is a foundational kind of universal law of Desadi land. The average want the answer. The elite build a solution. Yes. So when I'm talking to people, I'm looking at them, and 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 for everyone out there, I'm not labelling people as average because I think everyone's beautiful. I'm in a love, I'm in a love affair with humanity. So, but I just understand some people are the way they are. I'm I'm a card carrying member of I love the girls clubs. I think women are beautiful and stuff, and I've got some great friends who who are gay, and I think they're fantastic mm -hmm. too. So even though that's not my choice, it doesn't mean that they're any less than me. If someone's average because they just want the answer, it doesn't mean they're any less than me. And guess what? I still give them the answer. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is start getting into a situation that if someone gives you the answer, what's a system I can build around that? Yeah, but yes. Steve, I don't understand what you mean. How do you get up in the morning and get to work? That's a system. Mm -hmm. How do you actually, how do you actually treat your children and get them to do the disciplines? That's a system as opposed to, well, I'm going to ask someone to inspire me to think and then sit there and go, thanks. When was the last time your child came to you and asked you a question at that development stage of their life where they're kind of like moving into the next stage? The lady, for example, who rang me this morning to say her six-year-old daughter just came with this profound thing about, I'm starting to understand that daddy's not around, but it's okay. It's just me and you and think, okay, how do you, and, and I wrote back to her some sort of bits and pieces. So to everyone that's listening, just because I say average, it doesn't mean you're less. It just means that those people have accepted, I'm going to absorb something listen to it, go, that's lovely, and then go about doing the same thing. And repetition is the mother of skill. And most people's repetition is just to take the answer, go, that's lovely, and go on. And then wonder 10 years later why life hasn't changed. Mm. <clears throat> um, I think we're both seers in, in different ways. <clears throat> and I'll um, have conversations with people and, and, and then I'm able to see. Um, oh, this is a good avenue. That's a good avenue. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And it's just because I can see possibilities. And mm. not everybody can because not everybody's wired that way. Maybe they're the actual doers 
you know, you could see the possibilities. They're the actual people that can get out and go and do it, but they just couldn't see what it was. We've all got something, but it's about coming together, you know, and, and collaborating. You know, this area is my weakness. So why am I trying to build that up? Why don't I concentrate on my strength, find somebody where my weakness is their strength and look at collaborating together? Yeah, this is um, four, five, six, Cafe Six. In three weeks' time, we're doing a thing called, um, and and the show will point towards this, um, we're doing a thing called Leadership versus Fellowship. Mm. Not everyone's a leader in terms yeah. of what you said. Everyone's looking for something. People, Not everyone is a leader, but we seem to be thinking we need to teach everyone leadership. No, we don't. Everyone has leadership the way that you're presented today, uh, the way that every single person's presented. Personal leadership is the ability to go to work, not stark naked. Because you've got up, you've brushed your teeth, you've done your level of personal hygiene, whatever that is for you, your personal presentation, whatever that is for you. That's personal leadership. No one told you to get out yeah. of bed at 6am, 7am. So everyone has a fundamental level of leadership within themselves and it's called personal dignity, morals, character, values. So they don't walk down the street stark naked without their, without their makeup on or shaved or whatever it is for, or trim beard, whatever it is for guys. But not everyone's a leader. No. So there's a lot of people out there going, what do I actually do? So they want to follow. So one of the things we're doing in Desadie Land now is we're getting very focused on how to teach people to, be fo to follow. And the first thing about followership is to be very weary of what you're following. That is a key one. Um, mm. uh, I don't know if you know about True Colors, the four key personality traits. And there is, uh, you know, one section, of course, that is very much the followers. Uh, yes. They're very, very good at taking the instructions and, and building from there. They don't want to make the choices. They don't <clears> want the responsibility of that leadership. But they do take the lead when you actually give them something to do. And they're very, very good at the structure and the building of it. Yes. Every single one of us has an aptitude that we're really, really good on. And as you said, if, if we're, everybody's a leader, then all you have is everybody trying to lead everyone and nobody being able to delegate or follow or get anything done because everybody's trying to be the leader. Um, yeah, we're most, all leaders most, in our own department. Most, <laughs> most people are very good managers and they're very poor leaders, but they yeah. like to think that lead, I'm, I'm a leader. No, you're not. The best leaders in the world, you can't see. Mm, they're the conductors. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it would be easy for people to see Steve, Stephen to say he's a great leader. No, I'm not. I'm a great cheerleader. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to follow me. I want you to follow you. I don't want you to, to follow me and call me your leader. I want you, because if you go back to what you just said, pe people get given something, uh, what I call system and schedulers, um, but pe people get given something and then they, they, they take leadership of that. No, they follow the system they've been given. So they never stop being a follower, but they've been given this system and they'll go and actually personally lead themselves in this for the same reason they don't walk down the street naked without, a, without brushing their teeth because they've taken personal leadership. And what do they do? They wake up in the morning and these are the sequences I need to take. Mm -hmm. Right down to a 45-year-old man will tie his shoelaces the way his grandfather told him. Right. Yeah. So, or, or granddaughter. And call it tradition. Terms. <laughs> yeah, and which is beautiful and yeah. it's great. And it's all kinds of honour and everything like that. So one of the biggest things is that People need to be released from the thing that I've got to lead someone. No, you don't. You need to actually either be a leader, if that's what you choose to be, or be a follower and be really good at one or the other. Um, a leader needs <laughs> to turn around and be reliant on the people that are their team. 
mm. and uh, be able to give an instruction where that person understands what that instruction is and yeah. get it done or delegate whatever it is need to be yeah. done. Um, they are the followers, but they're also, again, kind of their own leaders. Uh, we're not meant to be in everything alone. We are meant to be together, you know, um, I'm not really a team person. However, I support teams. You know, I'm a solo person, always have been that little wanderer, uh, seem to move every three years into yet another place that love to settle down, but I don't know if it's in my cards. Uh, I go with the wind, right? Um, and there are other people that are very, very good pack people. And they're very good at kind of supporting one another and they're that, that rock of Gibraltar for each other, which is wonderful. But they can get very, very stuck into a routine and anybody comes along and wants to shift that it's very, very hard for them to go out of it. Um, I like things the way they are. Don't rock the boat. Uh, who do they think they are? I was one of those. I've, I call myself a shoot disturber, not because I go in to do that. It's just that the way I you know, come in and see things is generally something that is meant to be a disruptor to move things into a different direction. Yeah. And being in a different direction and being willing to take a different ingredient in your recipe is okay isn't it and but a lot of people are very scared of change a lot I, of people a lot of people the whole concept of change to me it's part of the reason i paused just then <laughs> people aren't i don't think people are afraid of change per se it's a kind of a label. It's a little bit like um, when in the olden days, people wore armor and they, like the knights mm -hmm. of the round table, they wore armor. Today, people's armor is to tell you how busy they are. Mm -hmm. And I turn around and go, wow, you must be getting a lot. You must be getting so much done. And the look on their face is the, called the truth. Right. Because our default position is you won't believe how busy I am. I had a guy recently tell me that he was just this entrepreneur. I live the entrepreneur life, Stephen. I'm just flat out. But at 5.30 every day, I've got to stop because that, that's, that's the end of my day. And I'm going, okay, it's 3.30 3 on a Sunday and I'm still going sometimes. That's just me and my, my, life, my life and the, what I have around me in terms of life with family and all those things, which I, I don't have all that stuff. So I'm able to do that, which is cool. But mo <clears throat> most people's default position about change is oh, I'm afraid of change. No, they're not. They're afraid of their ability to actually embrace anything that's different. Mm -hmm. Because the people who embrace change are the ones that are so rock solid about who they are. And they've decided, am I a leader? Am I a follower? Have I made a decision about what types of things I want to lead, lead with? Have I made a decision about the type of people I want to follow? And then therefore, when change comes along, they're very, they're very detailed um, or very structured within their own confidence as to who they are. Most people see change as a challenge to confidence they don't have. Mm, yeah. Yeah. To me, and so people will just default to go, oh, you won't believe how busy I am. Oh, okay. Everyone out there, the next time someone says to, to you, you won't believe how busy I am, say, wow, you must be getting a lot done. And the change on their face, face is called the truth. Mm -hmm. And the second thing as well is that don't be afraid of change. Actually make sure... When you're driving down the road and there's a Y junction in the, in the motorway, the freeway, the highway, whichever, whichever way you describe it, I mean, you're part of the world, you never lose confidence that the car will go left and right and the indicator will work. You just, you've made a decision of where I'm going. You're clear, you're clear that I'm going to take the Y, the left hand or the right hand side, et cetera, et cetera. And most people, if they put themselves as the vehicle and came to a Y junction in the road, they'd be terrified and stop because they don't have the confidence that the indicator, the steering wheel and the, and the pedal will work. Mm -hmm. 
And oh God, I'm afraid of change. No, you're not. You're unsure as to whether you can make the turn. Yeah. Whereas when we're driving down the road and someone says, oh, you need to go left or right and you're driving along and I was doing this yesterday with a friend here and, and, and I don't live in Sydney normally, it's COVID's got me based here. And I was talking to a really good friend of mine who's a long time Uber driver and I said, you won't believe, should I take Concord Road or should I go to the Olympic Stadium? And he went, where are you? And I told him, where, oh, he goes, yeah, you turn left and take the first right because he just knows the city. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't unconfident uncom- about, unsure about, I was unsure about which way to go. I just needed you to tell me whichever way I'll go, I'll go. And if one's quicker, I'll take that one. If I get it wrong, I'll still be okay. Right. Most, peop- most people's adoption of change is the first expression of confidence. And most people aren't confident because they're too busy trying to outsource their identity the, to the addictive opinion of others. Right. Yes. And, if, and I, I jokingly say this to everyone and I'm dead serious about it, but I say it jestfully because it's pretty full on. If everyone is having an opinion of everyone else, when does anyone stop long enough to actually have an opinion of themselves? Well, and that's, that's why I often say on the show, I don't care what you think of me. I don't. Right. Because I'm, I'm so dedicated to caring about what you think of you. I don't need to care what you think of me. Because I'm not going to hurt anyone because I'm desperately trying to make you the best you can be. Desperately trying to make this interview or podcast or discussion we're having little nuggets for people to mm. take away rather than to have a rhetoric of, of impressive language. But, yeah, what does that mean to me? Get up in the morning and ask yourself, what's the, what, what's the experience? What are the words people say? What do I like as a way of expressing myself? And start using that and you'll, you'll have your version of inspiring insights. Mm. There you go. There's a tactical toolkit. What's people's, what's your impact on people? Go and ask people, everyone, write this question down. What is my, go and find three, four, five people that you really admire, whether they're people that you do life with, whether they're they're friends, whether they're colleagues, whether they're returning clients, whatever, or guests in my land and ask them this question. What is my impact on your humanity? Humanity defined as the quality of being human. So Sarah, what's my, not, not, we, we don't need to do this right now. So using the names, it was, hey, Sarah, it's Steve, just got to ask you a question. This really strange man in Australia said, I need to ask you this question. <laughs> what is my impact on your humanity, the, the, the quality of you being human? When we're together and we're doing things or when I'm saying things or you're watching my show, what is the impact on you being a better human being? And everyone, they won't tell you what you do. They'll tell you who you are. Mm. And everyone who does it goes, that's a bit strange. I can't do that, Steve. The very first lady, Lisa, bless her, for my hire three years ago did it. She, she initially said, I can't do that, Steve. Three or four weeks later, I got a PDF with 36 paragraphs of 36 different people. And she said, Steve, it just made me cry. I never knew I had impact on people like that. Right. Go and ask people, what is my impact on your humanity? Humanity is defined as the quality of being human. And this strange man told me to ask you, and I'm doing it again, everyone. He just said, what's the impact on, on, that I have on you, whether it's when we're hanging out as friends, when we go out, when we play sport, when you're watching my podcast, what's the impact on the quality of you being human? What, what is it? And then, every, and then everyone shush up and listen because they're about to tell you what you should go tell the world. Yeah. Bang. That in the toolkit is the most, it's the most definitive way of creating some type of personal brand where everyone else would be going, what's your narrative and all that stuff. And I, there's a whole bunch of training we do on that as well, but very, very simply, Sarah's asked me to come on this show, which is very kind and gracious of her because she sees what I do and the impact I have on others. And she just wanted to know what's behind it, which is very kind, but the origins of why she's asked me is why is it, Steve, that you're so dedicated to helping people? You know why? Because that's Sarah's passion too. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think one of the difficult things for people is to actually step into their heart and let their heart show. If you have a conviction for something and have a passion for something, your heart's got to be in it. And if you really want to get out there and share, then the heart is what you're going to show. And so many people are so scared to show that heart. They're, they're vulnerable. And I think your vulnerability is the greatest gift you can give anyone. Um, I'm not offended if you don't like me, if I'm not your cup of tea. You know, I might be somebody's strong cup of black coffee. Um, <laughs> you know, it is, I'm, I'm a required taste, but I'm not going to apologize for being me. I'm Sarah. I come from the heart. I will speak my truth. And um, my passion and conviction is to ignite your heart and soul and your spirit to be all the glorious person that you really are, to see it for yourself and to apply it to your life. And you do it your way. And because that's your gift, I do it my way. And that's the point, isn't it? Why don't we simplify things? What is your gift? That's your heart, soul, given gift. Get, get connected with it, with the heart. The heart will guide you. The heart yeah, will lead you. A lot, of, a lot of people are running around like it's an Indiana Jones film looking for the Holy Grail called their purpose. Mm -hmm. Everyone that's listening, go out and ask people, how, not, and you're not going to repeat what I just said, but everyone's going, oh, no, I, I've got to find my purpose or how, how do I, to Sarah, Sarah's beautiful question a moment ago is how, how do I connect and, and, and work out of my heart or however you pronounced it. But the simple way of, if you want to know how to operate out of your heart, go and find the people who come when you've got a birthday, who are the ones, the first ones to ring when they find out that maybe your parents have passed are the first ones to ring that find out that there was a, God forbid, there was a, a bomb went off in your city or something stupid happened or whatever. And they're the first ones on the call to find out, are you okay? Right. They're the first ones to ring you on your birthday. The first ones to ring at Christmas when they, they're the, you're one, you're in their top 10 list when they've just announced that they're going to have a baby. All of those big, beautiful heartfelt occasions mm -hmm. in life, you're on their top 10 list. Go and ask them, what is it about my heart that makes you, that has, has me in your top 10 list of heartfelt people. If you don't know how to engage your heart, go and find those who embrace yours right yes and, and then oh yeah but steve you've got all this magical gift and you can write on whiteboards and you're really eloquent and you've traveled all over the world you know what everyone i lived for a hermit for the last 10 years and we've done 21 shows not 210 shows I've got 11,000 videos on my computer. I've never shown anyone because I didn't think I was good enough until someone told me, why don't you do one-to-ones in front of many? And why don't you start actually speaking your truth live and show people what you do? Okay. And now all of these people say, you're amazing, Steve. I'm not amazing. I just failed in front of you until I worked out how I could help you. Right. Stop trying to think you need to have the answer before you front up and ask someone else for it. Mm -hmm. because everything I just said was what, what's the impact? What are the words? Inspiring insights. It's very wise. One-to-one -one in front of many. My, my show is basically at the instruction of people who experience me. Mm. And then everyone's going, I've got to create my show. I've got to create my job. I've got to create my life. I've got to create my business. I've got to create my relationships. I've got to have my house. I've got to live, dress like this and do like this and drive like this. Why? Oh, well, because I'm trying to fit in. Don't fit in. Just be you. And how do you be you? I don't know how to be me, Steve. How do you, how do you be heart-centered? Go and ask the people who think you're heart-centered. Yes. Go and ask them. Yeah. Oh, it's easy for you to say, Steve, well, hang on, time out. That's exactly what I did. Right. Inspire, inspiring yes. insights is because that's what people say. You're very inspiring, Steve. It's very insightful. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll call the show Inspiring Insights. I'm not smart enough to come up with what I am, so I went and asked others, what should I be? Mm. And what they told me, and you might go, well, that's, isn't that oxymoron to what you just said, Steve? You're asking them what you should be. No, I asked them, what are they experiencing of me? Because that's me being me. Right. I'm on a mission to destroy people's doubt. And I just refuse to let anyone to think they're less than what they are. I just refuse. I won't allow it. Yes. Or to apologize for who they are, you know, or, or, or this, um, this whole thing that you need to live up to somebody else's perception of who you are. Uh, you know, a, you're a hermit for 10 years, you've, you've traveled, you've had your own struggles, but while doing that, you know, you made these videos, you, you wrote down your insights, you, you allowed the knowledge and the wisdom to come to you. You were just looking for a way to express it. And when somebody in a one in front of the many gave you that idea of how to actually present it, because when we last spoke, you, you were kind of still in a little bit of a flux there of where you were going. And now, you know, seeing you on LinkedIn with all that you're doing, and I've seen a few of your videos and obviously a lot of the small ones as well, because I comment on them. And it, I think it's what people need right now. They need encouragement. They need pushing. They need the answers that they can actually apply to themselves. Um, you're not giving them solutions. Uh, in, in a, that is the answer. You're giving them uh, a different way to see themselves because there lies the answer. Hmm. So it's kind of mirroring uh, back to them. Um, what do you see? And if you don't like what you see, what are you going to do to change it? What, what's the dialogue we're going to have with ourselves? I, I've been through the same roller coaster of um, bending myself into a press or to live up to everybody else's expectation of what Sarah should be. And, you know, at some point I said, just forget it. I am what I am. I love Popeye's statement. You can take me or leave me. I'm enough in my own little world and I will just go out there you know, one show at a time, uh, one conversation at a time. And I either have an impact or I don't. It doesn't matter because I'm doing it from the heart. I'm doing it because I care. And if you can bring some caring, <clears throat> kindness and heart into the situation, you'll actually understand where the passion is and where the passion is, is where the conviction is. And that's that will lead you forward in everything you want to do in life. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in, it wasn't that I was waiting for someone else's opinion of me um i'd worked out through the things that i did and the, and, and the successes that i had that i was capable of doing things my issue and this is a really important message for everyone my issue was that is, is that when i left west australia and i went to london and i i didn't have it experience i didn't have project management experience i had, i was 35 i had i'd basically been an insurance guy coming out of school i didn't do too particularly well academically so I, I just decided I'd go to England because that was a smart thing to do. Walk into England, no IT experience, no project management qualifications, no security clearance. And within nine months, I finally got a job. And then three years later, I was running my own consultancy, starting buying property and all kinds of wonderful things happened. And then when all of that fell apart and my, my marriage fell apart and everything, and I, I basically gave everything away, I then tried to commit suicide and then came back to Australia, basically financially and emotionally bankrupt. Mm -hmm. So here's the point, everyone. I'd convinced myself, how could I, how could I possibly say, as I do in all my videos, be well and be brilliant. Humanity needs you. And I'm thinking at that stage, 49, 50, and now up to 57, 
what who who needs to, who needs a, a cheerleader motivator mentor coach who had all the success and lost it all who doesn't have a wife doesn't have a house doesn't have children doesn't really live anywhere and had all of this great life and then lost it all my issue wasn't about getting someone to tell me what i should do my and or someone's opinion of me my issue was accepting the responsibility the fact that i know what it's like to be bankrupt and i know right. what it's like to helicopter into monaco monaco on on race day the fact that i have those two extremes makes me an example for i don't have children but people keep asking me about their kids i don't know <laughs> So then, so the message to everyone is, what is the example of your, not just durability, but your relentless determination to learn? Yeah. Because people want to know that. Yeah. So, so to your point, Sarah, it wasn't about that I sat around for 10 years thinking I need to get people's opinion. Do you really have the right to tell people to be well and be brilliant when most people would think on the scale of the social calendar, if I did go to opinions, or not calendar, but the social checklist, if you're 57 without kids, without house, without a wife, without without all of those things, um, and you've just come out of bankruptcy and emotional bankruptcy and suicide, most people, opinion orientated, yes. would think the last thing that Stephen DeSady is, is any attribute that can help me. And yet we do the show and people get up at two and three in the morning all over the world just to watch it. And it's, it's recorded. You can watch it the next morning no, have a no. cup of coffee at 10 and they still get up. Desadi Cafe is run at 10 a.m. Sundays, uh, Saturday mornings. This tomorrow, about this time tomorrow, people will get up in South Africa and get up in early morning in, my, in, in uh, 4.30 in, in uh, Delhi and people will get up in, Euro in Europe at 11 and 1 o'clock in the morning just to sit and hang around and hear me talk about I've still got it and joke around and then every now and then just give some coaching advice. So the biggest thing for me is, and, and a message to everyone, stop assuming that people's opinion of what you have or have not, mm -hmm. it is the intangible, relentless desire to help that becomes the essence of be well and be brilliant. Right. It's and got you know, nothing, because, because, because I've had people who are married with kids, with houses, with cars going, I wish I was like you, Steve. And I'm going, really? Have right. you told the mother of your children yes, that? Yes. Yeah. I always say the best teachers are those that have gone through it. Um, yeah. you, you know, you, you're relatable. You're, you're not talking from this high success and this big drive yeah, and everything else. Put, it, put in your details and I'll tell you how to get this pool. <laughs> <laughs> You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Failure is wonderful. I actually don't really call it failure. I just call it life lessons. I think failure is to get stuck in it and, and not learn from it, not yes. rise from it. Um, Very true. I have probably, <laughs> quote, failed or, or uh, been redirected and God knows how many times in my life because I'm an explorer. You know, um, I, I backed in a, a, a new electric motor technology that was absolutely brilliant. It's still brilliant, but it was the wrong time. Bankruptcy landed up in my car. And, you know, then it was like, oh, my God, where am I going now? Yes, I had that moment, total depression. What am I doing with my life? Um, and, th and then out of that came an offer for me to be a podcaster on, a, on another network. So yep. you never know what doors are going to open. I'd never, I didn't even know what a podcast was. I didn't, um, it was live, 13 months live and you know, everything can go wrong. It was a great training ground. And then yep. I, I really loved this. This is where I'm meant to be. And I started my own network. If you're not willing to try something, if you're not willing to explore, you're never going to actually know why you fell in the first place. 
Yes. Get back up. The legs are going to be shaky. You don't even know what direction you're going in right now. But just put a damn foot forward and you'll yeah. find there's a door open for you for another wonderful experience. And yes, you may fall again. But every time you get back up, how strong I am, how courageous I am, the abilities I didn't know I had, uh, the skills that I'd sold myself short on that I didn't know I had. And you start applying them and then you really start really understanding what your yep. life is really about, but you've got to be willing to experience it. Yeah, I often say that the, mm. the three stages of change, and this is just my language for it, but the three stages of change is the first is to be aware. The second is to have the courage to act. And the third is to forgive yourself and go back to the first. So, <laughs> yes. for, so, for, if, so for everyone that's listening, we've talked about what's the experience uh, uh, that you have on people, what are the words that they use, and what do you enjoy as a means of, of communication and put those three together. The second thing that, um, and there's been a bunch of others, but another, another key issue, uh, just going on what Sarah's just said, go and find, human beings are very competitive, very curious and very compassionate, but our compassion is usually triggered by 9-11, tsunami, yeah. tidal waves, yeah. tsunamis after, after Christmas Day, uh, the COVID issue, for example, a school shooting, sadly, in America too, more often than need be, or terrorist actions around mm. the world, that triggers compassion. And when COVID first came along, it triggered compassion and compassion went to the top and now it's dropped to the bottom. I know. Uh, sadly. But yes. one of the things, going back to Sarah's point, one of the most important things that you can do is go and look for practitioners of what you admire. Mm. Let me say it again. Go and look for practitioners of what you admire. Because everyone will say, well, you've got to go and find your purpose or you've got to go and do this or just take action and just get out there and go. And you go, yeah, great, great. And they come off the come off the, this podcast or come off the, the communication or come off a video or wherever they see this inspiring thing and go, now what do I do? Go and find practitioners of what you admire. Yes. What People that like Sarah, that if, if you think our oh, podcasting would be really good, reach out to her. Cause you know what? You'll reach out and ask her a question about, I, I think this might be a good idea for me. And all you will do is trigger in the soul of Sarah. I remember asking the same question. Mm -hmm. I remember speaking to some really, really successful people uh, in an event in Melbourne years ago now. And I walked up and I actually asked the guy, I said, is it okay for us to chat? And this guy was like a squillionaire type, very, very important person in the context of what this thing was. And he went, yeah, he said, you've just broken the ice, be quick. He said, the higher you get, the more isolated you are because people won't come and ask. He right. said, be quick. He said, because you've opened the floodgates. And I spoke to him for probably a minute, minute and a half, and all of a sudden he got swamped. Mm. But no one would walk up to him in the first instance. Everyone out there, don't be surprised that if you reach out with sincerity and in the correct way to someone who you think is really successful but would never want to talk to you or give you any advice, the really true practitioners, the Sarahs of this world, they may not go and give you three hours of their time for free, but they will certainly respond by giving you some direction based on the experience of theirs. Yes. Because that's because what we all, have to give. <laughs> because all wisdom is, is your absorbed experience mm. of the truth. Let me say it again. Your absorbed experience of the truth. It's the reason why people who are successful have journals. It's the reason why people who come on uh, different shows, I'm surrounded by pens here and I'll be writing stuff down if, if, I, if I need. But one of the things is be and absorb the experiences of life because if you absorb it, refine it, 
ask practitioners about it, you'll start becoming wise yourself. Most people never reach wisdom because they never absorb the truth of their experiences. Right. And again, I, I go back to the, you know, the statement that um, the best teachers are those that have gone through it. Hmm. And I will say that 98% of the people that I've interviewed are people who have embraced their redirect in life, you yeah. know, found that meaningful purpose for, for going through whatever they had to go through. And in that self-discovery have found their calling, their heart-centered calling. And yeah. now with whatever they're doing, you know, they're there to to do whatever it is they do, inspire whatever they do. If you're looking for someone over mental health, then go and listen to the shows where people talk about their own struggles and what mm. they did that helped them. And maybe there's something there that will help you if you're inspired by their show and what they've had to say and you resonate with them, you now feel more free to reach out to them, right? Absolutely. That's what it's about. Don't yeah. just listen and go, well, what now? Go, I'm really inspired. I need to reach out. Be proactive in your life. Don't wait for yeah, everything I'm, to come to you like an Amazon delivery. Yeah, there's people out there with three, four, five hundred thousand followers. Doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. Who have who have approached me about buying my academy so they can watch the videos and regurgitate it in their way. Right. Give me give me a ten percent commission on on the academies because I've got a bigger following than you. And then tell everyone they're going to teach them about content and everything. And they produce all their content off a $25 app. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, how much truth is that? Right. So one yeah. of the things you be, be my, and, and I think Sarah's point's beautiful. And I'm so glad you made it. And I'm so glad you made it because I heard it. Because one of the things that's really important to go to Sarah's point, go and find practitioners that got punched in the face of yes. life. It's an uncomfortable thing to say to a lady. Well, I'm not saying no, to, but in the no, company no, of a lady. Beaten so, up, fell on your eyes, yeah, got the cosmic two by four. There you go. Thank you, beautiful, for, for making me feel better as a gentleman. Go and find people who have been kicked in the butt, punched in the face, thrown down to the ground and got up and they're practitioners. Yes. Don't go and find people who are practitioners because you don't know how wafer thin their practice is. Right. The only way you can find depth in practitioners is to find the ones that have got the guts to say, I did think I was really successful. I did, I did go to England. I did start again. I walked into England with no experience and mm. five years later, I did really well. I did all of those things. Then I complete my marriage failed because I turned my marriage into a commercial partnership and poured money over it in the space of three years. And before I knew it, I thought taking my wife for a 6,000 pound um, coffee break in central London, I should have taken her for a popcorn fight on Saturday and told her I loved her in green. Right. Park. Exactly. And I didn't. And yeah. the end result is I lost the love of my life because I got so focused and I got distracted from what was real and what was important. So get practitioners that are prepared to tell you not their war stories, but their success stories wrapped in failure. Oh, but that's, you've just described my shows because <laughs> I, I can tell you, I've interviewed some people that have left a mark on me where I, I go, I, I don't know how you got back up after what happened to you. I don't know how you could still be in heart despite what's happened to you. And yet there they are lovingly. You know, they, they acknowledge what they've been through. They can talk about what they've been through, but they no longer attach the pain to what they've been through. They look at it as the lesson they needed to learn to become who they are today. And every single one of them said, I would not regret anything that's ever happened to me because who I am today, I love who I am, what I am and what I'm doing. 
And that's where we all want to be, right? We want to love who we are, what we're doing, and that what we're doing is with passion and with love and with conviction, and it's having an impact on someone else somewhere else. Hmm. I mean, there's a video somewhere that I did, which we were originally going to do where uh, one of the girls would ask me a question and I'd answer it. And I made it and to music and stuff. And then we were going to voice over the top of it. And she contacted me. She said, just leave it the way that it is. And it was basically the journey for most seven to 14 and what I learned. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions uh, that she, it was on the presumption, she'd asked me a question verbally and I'd answer. And in the end, we just left it as a visual um, was uh, one more, what did you learn? You know, solitude, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Um, uh, the solitude of your conviction is the loneliest place in the world and stuff like that. And then, and, rather be. <laughs> yeah. And then there was one question which said, uh, one, one question, uh, if I gave you a, a magic wand, three wishes, what would you wish for? And I, and my answer was I'd give, and I was bankrupt at the time. I, ha- I was living out of other people's places. And my answer was uh, I'd give it back. I have everything I could wish for, mm. but yet I could walk down all the different main streets, fifth Avenue, Pitt Street here in Sydney, um, whatever the main street is in Vancouver, I could walk down all of the main corporate streets. And if I, if there was such a thing as if this was actually a magic wand, people with houses, people with children, people with wives, people with superannuation, people with pensions, people with a job, they would be crawling out of the buildings, fighting themselves to get to it. If this actually was a magic wand and I'm walking down the street financially and emotionally bankrupt and I'm trying to give it away. Forget about whether this is, whether it's true or not, because the magic wand is you. Yes. And most people are trying to, most people are trying to find something that's got a magic wand. So I Mm. only said the other day to a lady, uh, a Desadi guest I was coaching and she was saying, I wish I could change things. And I went, good, hold this. It's a magic wand. And I had Mm. the remote to the TV with me at the time. I said, here it is. You can actually go back and change this problem from 15 years ago. Yeah, good. But you have to trade in one of your kids or maybe all three of them, because you don't know if you change that point in your life you might eradicate the fact that you would have had your children given that the the kids didn't exist back then. So here's the wand and the price is which one of your kids are you prepared to trash? Right. And I use the, and and, and and everyone, I'm not, I'm not an unkind person, but sometimes you need to interrupt. Yes. Which one of your children would you trash? Because you think the mistake you made 12 years ago before they existed as the reason why you can't get on with your life. And the answer was no, Steph, I can't. I love my children. Good. Then stop radiating this disappointment about they, what they had nothing to do with. Right. Start, start, yes. start get, everyone start getting real about where your life is because you can spend a lot of time regretting and nothing's going to change. Regret is um, <clears throat> it's futile. You know, it's, uh, it's done. The milk is spilt. Wop it up. Um, learn from it. Make sure you don't make that same mistake again, though you probably will in a different format and from a different angle. Um, it's it's get real with yourself. You know, um, as I said, Popeye, I am what I am, and and I don't I make no apologies for it. I've got many many flaws, but I'd rather be flawsome than awesome because awesome mm-hmm. means you've got to live up to a, a, some expectation. Yep. Flawsome means take me with all my flaws, you know, um, and it's the flaws. I mean, we look at a diamond, and if it's got a flaw in it, it's actually worth more. So why can't we look at the flaws of people and say your beautiful experiences, your wonderful flaws, your misdirections have made who you are today and you are a beautiful gem. Why do we look and go, they failed. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. And you judge them on that. Who are you to judge for a start? And what did they make out of that? 
That's what you look at, who they are today, despite what happened to them in the past. We've all got that journey. I have a lovely roller coaster of life and I'm still living it. And, you know, there's, there's a show I listened to yours um, a couple of days ago. And it, it is one actually where you talked about the income. You were talking with um, not Annie Attitude, but somebody else, I think, that was on the same program um, about charging and, you know, with the way you give away so much free information. Oh, yes. yes and yes. then and then people are going, I want more. But now you're saying there's a monetary, uh, you know, gain to that. And it's a, and all of a sudden they step back. It's that, mm. yeah, I'm a giver too. I give, 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 give. But somewhere along the line, you should value what I give and then appreciate uh, by giving back, which might be a monetary um, hmm. product. I, that's respect, I think. Yes, it is. Um, just just a one line on, on regret. Regret is the jailer of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have regret, don't expect opportunity to come knocking at your door because it'll never knock on the door because it just doesn't want to meet regret. So it's pretty simple in that way. It, yeah, I, I do remember that conversation and everything. And um, uh one of the one of the things I pride myself on, uh, Sarah, this this ability for me to answer questions on the spot is just a flat out gift. Mm-hmm, it, it, it I just happened for it. No, to, not even a calling. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. It is just a flat out gift uh, to me. And, and if you want to call it a calling, I respect that. But to me, it's just a gift. And and uh, go with me in terms of why I say this. It is such a gift of mine. I don't believe, and I understand where I got it from, and, and that's my, whether it's God, serendipity, the universe, whichever it is, I know which it is for me, and others can have their interpretation of that. But I, I can't help but think that I was given this gift, and it didn't say at the back, but make sure you get them to give you their name and email address before they can get access to it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I've made as a commitment to myself, and maybe this is a thing of age, or maybe it's just me being me, because I've always been like this, Sadie land is a platform for everyone where no one gets left behind. Mm-hmm. So we are building an infrastructure where you have like the Sadie cafe will never charge for that. Mm-hmm. If people want to come on and be able to hang out and ask me questions, cool. I'll be the judge of whether people are coming on and trying to get free coaching and stuff. Um, the show people, will, there's obviously only two people can get on the show at once and everything, but the show and Sadie cafe will always be free. Soul shifters will always be free. If you then want to start doing about things above that fine, yes. because in and just a, a comment for everyone to reflect on in my world, I believe this was a gift that was just by complete lottery. I got, yeah. and nowhere does it say that I should charge everyone for it. Right. So the end result, so for the end result for me is I'm building a platform inside of the Sadie land where if you want to be around Steve and never pay anything, you can, and, but you can also invest if you wish. And all I need to do is make sure, because what happens is people at the cafe and soul shifters level start actually saying, Hey Steve, I've just bought this monstrously expensive course. Can you help me? Cause I don't understand. And I've learned more from you in two cafe hangouts than I have with them. And they're now wanting free advice on how to fix what they've bought. And that's un- Dis, uh, it's not respectful. Right. So from my point of view, the whole, the whole attitude towards what I do is the Sadie land is a place for everyone where no one gets left behind, but everyone don't be so gracious about your giving that you forget to give to yourself. And if you want to know what that looks like, I can show you the way I've lived in the last nine years. And it's, it's not right. If let me ask you, ask yourself this, everyone, would I allow anyone to live the way I'm living? Would I allow anyone to actually live by the standards that I've allowed myself to live by? 
and I'm not, I'm asking you ask that of yourself. Would I, would I, would I allow anyone, would I, would I do what I'm asking that person to do? Would I actually behave the way I'm asking that person behave? Would I allow that person to live the way that I'm living? If the answer is no, don't offer it. Don't be an example of it and don't express it. I wouldn't allow anyone to live the way that I'm living. I just wouldn't or have been living. So my attitude is, you know what, Steve, you've got to start being an example of everything. Right. So if I tell people the stuff that I'm talking about and on the masterclasses and the tactics, I'm doing them. Yes. What is your truth? Mm. What is the truth of the expression of what you want to do? And if it doesn't focus on others, you're a vanity vampire seeking someone else's child's passing after 159 days i appreciate you because you're just going around to as many platforms as you can to get as many likes and comments as you can and you're using someone else's potential heartache as your algorithm trigger and you should be ashamed of yourself right yes yes you're speaking anyway. to the choir here <laughs> you yeah. know it's um no. It, so the, I, I, the biggest, the biggest thing for me was not waiting for someone's opinion on what I should do. The biggest thing, and this is a message to everyone, are you prepared to accept the responsibility of what you're prepared to do? Are you prepared to accept the responsibility of the giftedness that you've been given? Because Sarah's right. Everyone has a gift. Yes. It was, you got it at, at, at conception and then spent the rest of your life trying to work out how to give it away by denying it. Mm-hmm. I want you to give it away by accepting it. And they're two, they, they sound so, so much the same, but they're two completely different things. Most people need to accept their gift. Most people are trying to give it away under the banner of here's an email. I'll give you, I'll give me your details. You shouldn't have to give anyone anything except your best. And don't be surprised when the best people in life come after you. Yes, that's very, very true. Um, I'm, I will, I will say that, you know, one of my challenges and my obstacles is in the, um, in the monetary game, because, uh, you know, especially through COVID, I was charging for my interviews. And I know that so many coaches and everybody else is struggling right now with their own business. Yeah. So I didn't charge and now I do it by donation. Uh, and I always leave things up to other people's consciousness. Um, I can't force people to do anything. I can only invite them to. But I do have certain programs that are categorically paid for. And that's that. And if you want to go there, then great. You're going to pay for that program. Um, And if you don't want to, I respect that as well. But um, it is... I, I have, all of these shows are absolutely free to the listeners, as I think they should be, because I think wisdom, knowledge should be free. But if you yep. want to take it further as a tutorial, um, you know, as, as a teaching, then, then the services should be paid for. And that goes for anybody that you're listening to. Do not take people for granted. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a living to make and everybody... Um, you know, it used to be the fortune teller. You crossed the silver on the hand before they read the thing because it was appreciation. Karma, energy, it's an exchange yeah. of energy. Yeah, and I think, I mean, one of the things we do in Desadi Land is it's very much around awareness and engagement. It's what's your brand ambience and what's your brand relevance. Your brand ambience is just the feeling people have around it. Your brand relevance is how you do what you do. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of uh, the, the show, cafe, uh, all, the, all the stuff that goes out, all of that is brand, uh, brand ambience. Mm. It's this, it, it creates this and, and it's working because people are giving up sleep. I was speaking to a, a web guy who we're back and forward trying to think of doing some stuff maybe in 2021. Um, and he goes, well, what are you, what are you trying to achieve, Steve? I said, I'm not trying to achieve anything. 
in the context of this discussion. I'm, I want you to answer this question. How do you monetize people giving up sleep? Mm. And when was the last time someone came to you and said, people are giving up sleep? People are ringing up about custody battles, about conceiving, about suicide, about there's some pretty full on things that I get approached about. And it's not on my T-shirt trauma specialist. It's not. But that's what happens. It's because you make sense out of things. Yeah. So so there's one, there's two two things in terms of everyone goes, oh, you know, it's COVID. So there's shortage of money and all that kind of stuff. And uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know, because I keep walking into one of the main shopping centres here in the centre of Sydney and there's a there's a queue outside the Gucci store because people are trying to get in and there's only 10 and I'm going, there's no money in the world. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Maybe, the, and, and I'm not suggesting there isn't, and I'm sure there's some people out there, many, many people out there. I'm, I'm not being dismissive of that in any way, shape or form. But one of the things is, is you need to have an approach of how do you create a brand awareness? How are you keeping yourself present? And then how do you create a brand relevance? And the journey from awareness to relevance is where the monetization comes in. And then the monetization models, I mean, I've had people going, oh, I need to get my $25,000 high ticket price. Oh, yeah, great. And here's my first podcast telling about how four years ago I did 100 grand in, in one month. Yeah, it was four years ago, dude. Right. Number yes. one, people don't care about four years ago. No. In, four, four, in 2019, four years ago was like, oh, it's a bit dated. In 2020, with what's happened in a generation that none of us have ever experienced before, right. telling any, ever, anyone what happened four years ago, now we're in this COVID situation. Because in my lifetime, I've never, I've never seen so many, I've never had to stand in specific places or, you know, I live 24th floor looking towards the airport in the distance here in Sydney. It's unbelievable that a fairly big city of the world and there's like, you might see three planes a day if you're lucky. Yeah. So the end result is if you're, if you're 2019 talking about four years ago, it's dated. If you're 20, 2020 talking about four years ago, it's irrelevant. Right. Yeah. And so the end result is, what is your brand awareness, everyone, in terms of what are you doing? How, if people came to your house for dinner on a Saturday night, the experience and feeling of when they w- walked in the door is the ambience. When they leave and how, the, how, how they enjoyed what you did is the relevance. Mm. Because people come over not to get free food. They come over to engage the, your company. So the first thing is about creating brand awareness. And everything we do with the show, with all the different the videos, street sessions and everything that goes out, all of that is just creating the ever-present brand awareness of Steve. The brand relevant, and then the show and the cafe is the same. The brand relevance then is how do you go into from the show to believe your brilliance to brilliance mentoring to the brilliance academy to brilliance roundtables to to brilliance mastermind. And people can go up that path if they want to, and I can stand true, holding my hand on my heart, going, "It's a platform for everyone where no one gets left behind." Right. No one. No one. But I've created mechanisms that allow me to be able to say that, and it's true. No one gets left behind because everyone deserves their time. Yes. Yes, they do. And, and, but they've got to want that time. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, and, yeah. And some, some people, some people are going to worry, that's really great, Steve. And you're giving, these are three things you need to do. And they're sitting there going, yeah, that's really great, Steve. I still do it. You know why? Because I'm actually now making a video from everyone else. And that person's just inspired it because they're not going to do anything, but someone else will. It, that's and, and it's working. So then I yep. start getting medicines. Even yourself, beautiful, your beautiful self, where you just said a few minutes ago, it wasn't Annie, it was the other lady. I, I lost, uh, I'm not sure who, I can't remember who it was. And I feel terrible that I can't remember. But um, you, you were mentioning, oh, you did this, Steve. So all of a sudden, even if that person, whoever it was, had was sitting there going, yeah, that's really impressive. I love that. That's really good. 
all these weeks later, I get to speak to Sarah and Sarah turns around and go, remember that thing you were doing? And I go, yeah. okay, it's working. Message yeah. to everyone out there. Are you noticing what's working or are you yeah. so focused on doing? Because when yeah. some people are sitting there and they ask me the question, they're going, oh, that's really good. Steve. That's amazing. And these are the three things you need to do. And I'm looking at them going, these are the three things you need to do. And they're going, okay. And, and I know they're not going to do them. So right. I then meet now the, this week's coming show when I do that, if it happens and the person goes, oh yeah, okay. I'm going to be thinking of Sarah going, well, Sarah might watch this in a few weeks time. Mm-hmm. And then she might mention it on an interview with someone else when it's when she's uh, having a discussion with someone else and it's not me. And she goes, oh, by the way, Stephen DeSady said this, or by the way, don't even mention me. I don't care if you mention me. I just want you to share what I teach. Right. Yes. But the big word and the emphasis is on share. Yep. You know, all we Absolutely. can do is share, share, share. And those that are ready to pick it up because it means something to them at that time, it's relevant to what they're looking for at that time. And they're willing to pick it up and apply it. Yep. Are the people who are going to benefit from it? For those that are just going to listen and go, oh, that's nice. Maybe it's going to go in their seeding bank and it will be yep. more relevant later on. Or maybe yep. it's uh, they're looking for the quick fix or the quick answer. So therefore, it's completely over their head altogether. The whole yep. point is what is our responsibility and what we listen. I've listened. I listened to oh God, what I've learned for the years of doing this. You know, has really defined who Sara is. Um, and I know there's so much more to learn. I know there's so many more obstacles I've still got to overcome. But it will be the one step at a time as this one is relevant to me right now. I'm paying yeah. attention to it because it's speaking to my need right now. And then when you're so excited about it and it's worked, of course, what you want to do is share it. And that's what we should do is share the processes that work. Yeah. I mean, the only time you'll ever hear me say that I'm really, really smart is this sentence. I am so smart that I know how naive I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just never stop learning stuff ever. So um, that's the only time if someone says, do you think you're a smart and intelligent person? Yeah, I do. But on what grounds? I know how naive I am and how much more I've got to learn. Right. I'm totally with you on that one. Are you the most? Um, are you the smartest person in each of the rooms you walk in, Steve? No, but I try and be the most curious and service orientated. Yes. I, if you come near me, I'm going to change the way you breathe. I'm going to change the way you think about who you are. I'm going to impact your life. So the new website that's coming will say Stephen DeSady Life Changer because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. What? And everyone, before you go, well, that's quite a braggadocious hole. <laughs> Guess what? The most common thing people are saying to me personally now, this is life changing. Yeah. What are people saying about the experience of you, everyone? It's so, so important. What are they saying? Go, and I, I did this on a, I think it went out last night. I'm not sure. What are people writing on, on your birthday cards? What are they writing on your Christmas cards? When your best girlfriend, ladies, actually has a baby and she, and she announces that there's a new baby coming, what are they writing? When you walk into someone's place on Christmas Day, when you catch up with your friend you haven't seen for ages because of COVID, for example, what are the words that they're saying when they embrace you? What are the things that they're doing? What, how are they reacting? So go back to every birthday card if you've got that little box somewhere the, uh, and read through all the cards. What are people saying? Everyone's going, I need to find my purpose and I'm trying to connect with my heart. Your heartfelt friends are telling you every single day and you are not listening because you're too busy trying to work out, I wonder if I should say it the way Steve said it or the way Sarah should say it or, or, or in Elon Musk said that really famous thing or Gary Vaynerchuk, if you're into that type of stuff, said that or I, I, no, 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 no. What did someone say about you on your last birthday card? And if right. it was from Gary Vaynerchuk, good luck to you. It's probably a pretty fruity 
FFF card. <laughs> what, but the, mo- the most beautiful people in the world are the ones you do life with. Stop looking and idolising all these other people. Yeah. What, I, is the, um, what is the most beautiful people in the world saying about you? Stop worrying about whether Tony Robbins will ever send you a birthday card. And, you know, again, it's, it's um, you know, uh, what big names do you interview? I don't care what big name they might be or might not be. It's how um, heart connected are they to what they're mm. doing and to the difference they're making in the lives of others. Um, I have a wonderful interview to tomorrow with a producer, director, filmmaker. He's behind that um, series, yep. that Hollywood on Netflix. Um, he's in his 80s now. And we're going to do a two-part show where I just can't wait to hear about his life story and yep. all the wonderful things that he's done and people that he's met. And uh, that I relish in that. If we could relish mm. in other people's stories and, and the wonderment of what they've gone through. We look at the title and we think, oh, they've had it all. But what about the struggle to get there? And then what they learned from when they got there and the impact of what they learned and the impact they had on other people. Because we learned so much about ourselves then. And I think so much it gives us permission to be. Very true. It's like I said earlier, go, f- go find practitioners of what you admire. Yes. Go yes. find practitioners. If you admire the way Sarah does her show, it, it, maybe maybe the content of some of her shows not it may not be right down your alley. Maybe some of the language might be different. I know that for me as well. Mm-hmm. But you like the way Steve does vertical cameras. You like the way that Sarah's yeah. got it. What type of microphone she's using? It doesn't matter what you ask her because I suspect, and I, if I if I may, I suspect Sarah doesn't care whether you want to know about her microphone. She's just excited you want to use one. <laughs> And I'm glad that you use one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah, but you, you might actually you might actually be doing the Gary Vaynerchuk way of writing a birthday card. Sarah probably doesn't want you to use her name when you're doing that, but she's if that's what works for you, go for it. You know what I mean? So um, find practitioners of what you admire. Absorb people's absorb and go and find the impact you have on others. And you might find your purpose is right there, but you're too busy looking in the wrong place. And you know what? You don't find your purpose. It just it's waiting for you to turn the lights on. Yeah, that's the reason why this next one is called self-discovery. When you're willing to actually discover self, you actually discover who, what, why you are, and you're not your struggle. Your your ability to come out of the struggle. Uh, better than what you were when you went in and mm. I, I as I said I, I you know I'm 66 years old now about to be a grandmother for the first time so it's really oh, really exciting so yes <laughs> totally excited beautiful. I thought you know I was joked with the kids I'm going to be in the wheelchair with the baby by the time they get there so <laughs> so at last it's happening it's the simple joys in life you know I absolutely love what I do I love unraveling people's onions and hearing their stories and knowing it Mm. has an impact. I don't always know what impact these shows have. Sometimes I get feedback, sometimes I don't. But then all of a sudden, I'll go and put something out on the social media. And then the people that come back, not with just the like with this, that, but with a comment or with support, you know, I had, I had migraines the other day. Anybody got a, a thing on it? God, the amount of people <laughs> that came out. That shows they care. Why do they care? Because I care for them and they know that I come from the heart and I truly and honestly do care. That's yeah. the community you want around you. People mm. who feel the same from the heart and the soul of it that want to be there for each other and raise this vibration. 
You know, the universe is here to shake us up, to wake us up, to step up and change it up. We are the change we seek. We have the solutions. They lay within us. Are we going to step up? Hmm. Go find practitioners. Yes. They've been go there. Ask, They've done ask, it. <laughs> go ask people about the impact you have on them. Yes. And, and stop trying to find a landing page that will give you the, the – go and find landing pages of the practitioners that you admire. And the reality is some of the practitioners you admire are not on a landing page on the other side of the world. They're right next to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things I get told uh, from soul shifters and things of that sort is I, I, I never, I, it's amazing, Steve, ever since you told me blah, or ever since we did this, or ever since we did that, I, it's just like all of this, it's not, and they, what they don't say is, oh, everything's got better and it's all amazing. Right. And they turn around and say, there's just things I never noticed. Yes. Can write this one down, everyone. Great leadership is to hold a mirror up to someone else to mm. show them in, the reflection of themselves based on the example that you are. Mm. go and be an example to other people and hold a mirror up and let them see. Cause I always say to people, don't you see what I see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do that on the show every single time. I go, oh, this is, I'm so, so, this is so clear. This is so amazing. Yeah. Have I told you anything that's a surprise to you? No. Have I actually given you something that's a different version of what you are? Yes. Okay. So stop telling me that I, that I, you've discovered something new on the show. No, you haven't. You've just identified the thing at conception you've been hiding your whole life. Right. You've opened that cupboard door. <laughs> mm. right Indeed. a new ingredient to add to your dish or to let loose you know well it's not a new ingredient it's, a, it's it's not a new ingredient it's just been sitting there yes it's been the funny, sitting in the, the cupboard the, now add it fun- to your dish it'll add yeah, more the, flavor <laughs> the funny thing is i get all these comments and all these nice things said and the people come on the show and say all these very kind things which is all very nice uh and i don't dismiss it but it's not why i do it and i think back to when i was 12 years old at seven, a grade seven at school, St. Mark's College in Bedford in Western Australia. And Mr. Grabsky asked one of the guys to go and get me at playtime back in the day. And I, and I could go, what have I done wrong? And I was the captain of the football team and he was the coach of the under 13s team. And I thought I'd done something wrong. And I thought, well, what have I done wrong? And, I, and he called me into his office. I was 12 and it was playtime. And he told me, Steve, you're a leader. They'll follow you. I still remember it. And when I went to a school reunion at 35 and I I saw him and I went over and saw him, I said, do you remember what you said? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I've been watching your videos. I told you. And I was 12. So everyone, what did you get told at 12 that you then, oh, you won't believe the epiphany. I actually went onto this guy, this guru's website, and I downloaded the three things to discover about who you are. And oh my God, if it wasn't for Stephen DeSadie, I never would have found out who I was. And then you go, but my version of Mr. Grabsky when I was 12 told me that. Yes. I've yes. always been like this and I just allowed yes. all of these opinions. I allowed the fact that bankruptcy and, 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 fun, and, and emotional bankruptcy, which is devastating financial bankruptcy, which is just a pain, suicide, all those types of things. I allowed all of those things to be the determinant of whether I should speak up at 55 to 57. Yeah. And then discovered that Mr. Grabsky told me when I was 12, you can do this. I was, so everyone, um... everyone, what is it that you can do that you've convinced yourself you can't? that your Mr. Grabsky all those years ago told you that you do. And as far as I'm concerned, the gift of, of who we are and what we're here to do is revealed as a child. And, you know, oh, for, yeah. I used to be my teacher's counselor yep. and we'd just have conversations and I would tell them something they needed to know, the <clears> knowingness. <throat> and they go, how do you know that? I don't know. 
I don't even know what I've just told you, but I just knew you needed to hear it. I didn't understand, but that's what I've been doing all my life. And it's not always for me to understand what I'm telling them. They'll understand it because they're ready for it, because that's why I was there in the first place. Yep. Why are you here? Mm -hmm. We're all here for a reason. Whatever our beautiful instrument is, learn to play, <laughs> play it with pride, find your orchestra, get that symphony out there and let people start to dance. Beautiful. And that's what it's all about. So let's find out now how do, well, obviously you're on LinkedIn and all of these, but you've got the YouTube. So obviously you've got yep. your own site and your own academy. Give all the details of how people can join you, which, where and where. Oh, um, the easiest way is to go to stephendesati.com. Uh, if you're on LinkedIn, follow soul shifters ask to join soul shifters um, because what i'm starting to do now is is putting a lot of training content inside of soul shifters so um but the easiest way to go stephen the easiest way to go to any of the social platforms go to youtube or just put in stephen desati on google and you'll find it simplest way yeah. um can you those, spell your name for those that are just listening s-t-e-p-h-e-n um and desati is d-e space s-e-d-e Stephen DeSady. so um i always on the occasions i do these things and people go tell us all the stuff and they sometimes hear other people and they rattle off 50 million things <laughs> my simple thing is this is my name i am everywhere and if you need to find me find me mm-hmm. and find me at stephendesady.com d-e-s-e-d-e.com um or go on to LinkedIn and put Stephen uh, I'm sure when this is published and however way it's going to be published, it'll have links underneath it and things of that sort. Absolutely. Um, find what you need to find because the universe is desperately trying to give it to you. And the various people, you know, you're a vessel for that information, mm. for what people need to know as you know, my own knowingness, I'm there to impart what people need to know when they need to know. And as is anybody else that comes on, um, are you willing to listen? Are you willing to yeah. hear? And then yeah. are you willing to do something with it? Right? That's well, you know, fun, so inspiration and, ig- and you know, ignition, ignition yeah. into, into that, you know, that invitation to ignite what it is in you into action, as I call it, actionism. No longer activism, which is just speaking about it. Actionism. Get into hmm. action. Yeah. Well, the Inspiring Insights show was basically people ringing up and asking me something on the spot and me actually answering whatever they've asked. So on any we do a masterclass and tactic on the show each week, but the questions people ask me are completely whatever they want to ask me. Um, so they're not, deter- they're not predetermined questions. I don't know what they are. So th- to that point, we're creating content because we then cut all the content up of the show. We're creating content based on someone's question. And the reason we do that is most people's question, everyone else is asking as well. How did you get together with Peter? About two years ago, Peter contacted me and it was, oh, he contacted me just before my birthday and I was in Sydney back in the days when you could move around. Um, and we ended up having a conversation in Sydney, in Sydney for about three hours on my birthday. And then two years later, and we sort of just bounced around and we noticed each other on LinkedIn and stuff. Uh, two years later, earlier this year, um, Peter contacted me and 
and it was just uh, I was supposed to go to New York for 12 weeks and then obviously that got curtailed uh, some friends here in Sydney said why don't you stay with us so I did and three days later they tested positive so I got locked up for three weeks because they were wow. tested positive so that was interesting um, and during that period Peter contacted me again and he, 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 he interviewed me for his LinkedIn linked up thing that he does uh, and I was telling him about well I can't move anywhere and I started to come up with this idea of the vertical whiteboard and everything and one-to-ones in front of many and all that stuff and I wanted to do it rather than just a talking head show where two people are talking mm-hmm. I wanted it to be that's part of the reason why even though I'm not writing on the whiteboard I keep giving people tactics to go and take right. away uh, if you hang around with me I'm going to get you to do something mm-hmm. and the one percent two percent of people that are listening or the two percent of the audience that will hear it will actually action it the other 98 percent go, oh, that'll be good and then whinge about how things aren't any different nine right. from now yes. so after that, and I just said it to Peter, and after this, we did the interview, after the interview and finished, I said, I'm thinking about doing this thing one-to-one in front of many. And then I asked him about how did, what service are you using, a thing called StreamYard, and it started evolving from there. And then I asked him, I wouldn't mind doing this. And he initially said, no, because I can't do things on whiteboards. I said, I'm not asking you to. Um, and it just evolved from there. And, about, and I, I tell the story in episode two about how I actually went through the process doing this model of how you know called the dignity mandates about how I actually got him to agree and not not manipulating it just got to a point where I left the decision up to him but I was there's a certain process I went through and then he just rang me up one day on whatsapp and said let's do it and then the show has just evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved and it's, it's gone a wonderful from- format it really is a wonderful format because it's so yeah. engaging you know it's not um so they're not talking heads like I do. Um, it's something There's that, nothing yeah. wrong with talking heads. I just didn't yeah. want... I, it's not your format. I, You're the whiteboard I, king. <laughs> well, I, I, well, the thing is, I, I, I'm very... And I've been doing it on, on your show because if we're going to spend an hour of each other's lives together and anyone's going to listen to this, then I want them to be able to take things away. Right. Um, so that, and that's just me. And, and I, I want people to have something tactical to take away. Um, and as we say on the show, um, if you can't use what we, what you learn here in 30 minutes, we've failed. Mm-hmm. So when the show finishes, if you can't walk in and say something to someone at a coffee shop based on what Steve said, or you can't conduct yourself at home and the family, wherever it might be, because people are watching at all of the times that where you're either at work, you're in the coffee shop in the morning, or you're actually at home, they're watching throughout all of those time zones. Whether you're going to walk into the table with the children, whether you're going to walk in and kiss them goodnight, whether you're going to walk into the coffee shop, whether you're in the middle of a, your work day, you, in the 30 minutes following the show, my intention, and I don't, I don't always say it, but it's always ever present, within 30 minutes of you clicking off the show, whether you've watched the first three minutes or whether you've watched the whole thing, I want you to take something away. Yeah. So when the start, when the show starts, we quickly do, do a kind of TV style thing, introduction to it. We get the guests on just for them to be able to say hello. And this is her on, who's on it. We do a three minute masterclass and a two minute tactic. So within the first eight minutes of the show, we've actually given you enough stuff for you to go off. You don't have to watch anymore. So the first three minutes, the, the first eight minutes of the show is a three minute video that you normally would watch on, on, on social media. And after that is a two minute whiteboard. So the masterclass and the tactics are joined together to tell you this is confidence, this is clarity and confidence in the masterclass. And in terms of the one we just did about time guardians, how do you validate the use of your time, clarity and confidence in the masterclass. And then it went down onto the whiteboard about the six steps of time guardians of how to manage time based on validating it. Everything is pre-programmed, everything. Because my attitude is if you're going to watch our show at any stage for 10 minutes, it's going to change your life. Yeah, I will agree with that because the um, 
you know, especially the whiteboard, it, it's, it's the reiteration of what you're speaking. And, and some people mm. are visual. They need to, they need to see yep. what they're yep. hearing. And it just, it's a solidifier. And, you know, we're going to yep. get what we get out of it. And you see my comments of it, of what it sparks. Yeah, it's beautiful. I appreciate it. Um, because what, what I'm watching is, oh, da-da-da-da-da. You know, that's what it sparked yeah. out of me. And that's what you want is people, a reaction and an interaction to know that uh, obviously that Ac you know actionism my lady yes that's actionism what absolutely that's what we want <laughs> yes that's what we want i want i want people to go cool and 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 it's beautiful but that's what i want i love yeah. that word it's beautiful and yeah. for a lot of people it's a good cliche actionism well yes. in in the context of what we're doing just yeah. speaking of myself when i say actionism i i know exactly what i mean so this is the tactic for this week I'm mm -hmm. going to go to a coffee shop afterwards. This is time. This is what it is. So this is the rough copy of what it starts to look like. But this is the actual copy that was on the show, Time Guardians. So I draw them up in, in very, very specific detail. And then we use them as artwork. Then last week's one was all about how do you manage all the different elements of your life called lifeboat living. So it's all very, very structured because my attitude is, if someone rings me up about the inability to conceive, if someone rings me up about the death of their infant child, if someone rings me up about something that, hey, Steve, what do I do? Because my kids are watching me at the dinner table and I've lost my job and it's COVID and I'm worried. And the seven-year-old child's looking at dad thinking, is that what doubt looks like? And they're forming their value and belief on it. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to get on and go, hey, everyone, give me your email address and I'll tell you how to get the pool. Yeah, but Steve, what about my kid at the dinner table? Let him jump in the pool, mate. Seriously, just let him jump in the pool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but my, my six-year-old daughter got abused by a 12-year-old boy. That's not what I do, seriously. I didn't ask for this to come. I don't, I, there's, there is nothing on my website that says, hello, tell me this serious stuff, yeah. but it keeps happening. So my last message to everyone, what is the responsibility of the gift that you've been given? The number, it comes in two forms. Number one, you accepting it and number one, you polishing it just in case someone comes and asks for help. Right. People want to know how to have clarity in their life. So a mother will actually contact me and say, Steve, what do I do about my little girl? And sends me a picture and the a picture of four love hearts. One, the first love heart to meet the two days after this incident looks like Edward's scissor hands. And yeah. then over the next three weeks, these other love hearts end up turning into what a six-year-old should, a daughter, a girl particularly should be drawing of love hearts. Yeah. What are you prepared to do when someone brings their most precious asset and asks you for help? Yeah. And take that as a responsibility. So all of the stuff that I've just showed you in terms of life guardians and all those types of things, I'm not doing this to get your email address. I'm doing this to make sure your daughter, your son, your life, your friends can rely on you because they are, they're relying on you. You have a responsibility. You're, as I say on the show all the time, your life is not about you. Mm. It's the gift that you have to share. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, and what <clears throat> I look upon what you're doing with the whiteboard is that you're structuring the inspiration. Now, mm. you know, people get inspired by something that's said, but by the way that you write it, people are inspired by the statement and then you clarify it and put it into the actionism of, of mm. application of how yes. we can actually apply homework assignments. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it is the structure of I'm inspired by this, but what do I do with it? And you give the ABCs of what to do with it. And that's, that's uh, what's missing. And a lot of the inspirational stuff that we do, I'm so inspired, but what do I do now? Yes. 
and inspired it, to think, motivated to act. The motivated to act thing is the bit that people leave out. Yeah. So the end result is I feel really excited. And sadly, a lot of people will put, put, put money into these things. And in the COVID world, money's yes. a dollar is really, really a dollar or a pound or whatever it is. So the end result is they, they buy into the inspiration. And then now what do I do? Right. And that's why buyer's remorse is so high. And you think, well, it's not really fair, you know, because all you did was you, if you go, when you go and watch a movie in the cinema, cinema, as the English say, cinema, when you go and watch, watch a movie in the cinema and you pay your whatever it is around the world, different prices, but you pay your money to go and watch the latest James Bond film when it comes out when, after all of this COVID business, you go in, you pay your money, you watch it, you leave. And if the, f- the film was good, you go, great. If it wasn't as good as the last James Bond or whatever mm. it was, or it wasn't as good as that film, you walk out, you go, okay. But when you buy something that's supposed to actually make you feel different, give you a, give you a better sales and marketing, a better personal brand, a better personal development, whatever it is, when you pay money based on the inspiration that got you to buy, and then mm-hmm. you realize it's like walking into the theater and the show, the movie doesn't play. Right. They show you the trailer and you thought, but I didn't pay for the trailer. I saw the trailer on YouTube. Yeah, I know, but the movie's not released yet, but thanks a lot. Here's a free piece of popcorn. Right, and that, and to, so I'm really, I'm very, very careful, uh, on the basis of if I'm going to say to people, you hang around with me and I'll change your life, I better make sure that the ambience and the awareness of the Desadi brand is proof that it's true. How? Because I've not bought a thing from him, I've not done anything except watch one of his shows, and it changed my life, just like he said. Mm-hmm. And it so all often, it has to do is change an inch. Don't always look for the yeah, yard. Absolutely. And right? then I then yeah, absolutely. And I say to people, could you at the Desadi Cafes on Saturday? I say, could you possibly imagine what would happen if you worked with me one to one? Exactly. And if you want to do it, if you don't want to, fine. Well, Steve, I don't want to spend any money. Good. Hang around. It's a platform for, platform for everyone. Watch the show. Come into the cafe. No charges. Just hang around. Because I'm in a love affair with humanity. So I like hanging around on Saturday morning for about 90 minutes just chatting with people. Some of them ask me questions. Some step over the line in the context of trying to go, hey, Steve, and can I ask you about this? Yeah, you can, but I'm not going to answer. Mm-hmm. And they kind of know. And it's interesting that hum- human beings have a great courtesy and respect when you set the standard off. Yes. Yes. So I'm happy if I decide to go off on one about something you asked me, then I'll do it. But don't come here thinking this is free coaching. And they don't, which is really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the other thing, everyone, stop trying to emulate the monstrous viral success. <laughs> if you look at the viewships of our show, it's not high. But if you look at the traction of what's happening, it's, it's deep. And it's a slow burn and it's working and it's working. But patience, patience. If you're consistent and you're constant and you never, never waver from what you're doing, where everyone goes, well, I put out, I did three shows and I haven't got 100,000 followers. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no but yeah but and but people get bored into that it's got to go viral yeah, i know okay i know and if I you know. look at the thing look at the things that are going viral do you admire them do you right. do you really admire kim kardashian is she really teaching you anything yeah i went off on a private jet to a private island and we had a we had a party and i, I lived this really successful life here but what have you ever contributed to humanity apart from just telling me that you're better than me mm-hmm what, what have you actually contributed? Right. Just, just, just out of interest. Yeah. I mean, then you see Elon Musk, whether you like him or not, and he's landing vertical rockets and sending sports cars into space and talking about creating an interplanetary species. 
And then when you actually talk to the guy, he, he, he's pretty dry in his personality, but he doesn't care about the accolades because he's too busy on his vision. Right. Now, whether, whether you think he's a good, bad or indifferent guy is not the point, but he's just focused on what he's doing. And these other people are focused on the vanity of I can get on a plane and fly around the world to an island and I can have a big party and be a bit normal. And I know, I'm, I, know, I'm, I'm, I, know I, I live this privileged life. No, you don't you know you live this privileged life by the ignorance of you actually saying what you just said. Right. While yeah. some people are struggling, you're telling everyone how privileged you are. No, you're not. Privileged is to do what Mother, Mother Teresa does. Privileged is to do what you do, Sarah, give people their voice. That's privilege. And, you know, it, it's, if you're looking for the accolades, you know, I, I, I'm, I say this, you know, when people were wanting to do a podcast, I said, if you're looking for fame and if you're looking for money, don't do it. You're doing this because you want to share. You're doing this because you want to contribute. You're doing this because you want to support. You want to celebrate people. Mm. Otherwise, don't do it. If the ego is involved, don't do it. You can take pride. And, you know, and I've had a couple of times in my life where it actually has come back to me, you've saved someone's life or you changed my life or I was thinking of suicide and I didn't. And all it is is I was in the right place at the right time and they were ready to hear what they needed to hear. Yep. It is wonderful to hear it because if that one show that one show stopped somebody from doing something negative in their life or even propelled them and shifted them forward into doing something positive for their life, then that show, that if nobody else listens to it, I don't care. It had the impact. What impact are you having on that one person who needs to listen yep. to what you have to say and how it can help them move forward in their life? And if it helps many, fantastic. But yep. it is Definitely. about look at helping the one. Yeah, I mean, there's some videos that I do where people ask me, Steve, how come your videos are so personable? Mm -hmm. I said, because I, how, listen to the videos. How often am I talking to one person? Right. And there's a video inside of the Sadie Strategies show, it's season one, that talks about how I do it. And basically what I'm doing is I'm, I'm actually, I can, I'm looking at the camera and I can, like, for example, if I was to talk about, um, uh, Sometimes when, when I'm telling people on the show and they, they look as if they're not listening, I'll actually, and I might be making a video about it, I'll be thinking, I'll be seeing your face like I can see right now. I'll be looking at the camera and I can see Sarah's face and I may not mention your name, but I'm emoting to how proud I was to know that when I was doing that thing and I, and I know who you were talking about, the person, they were listening and they were enjoying their moment. They're not going to do anything. But then, but lo and behold, a few weeks later, I get told by Sarah in Canada, oh, by the way, Steve, I thought that was really cool. And I took something away from it. And yeah. I went, okay, good. The next time someone switches, switches off in the middle of the show, Steve, or just sits there and goes, yeah, I'm just like you, Steve. <laughs> okay. I'm just like you, Steve, and all that kind of stuff. And they're standing there. Well, if you're just like me, at least have the courtesy of holding a pen because I'm holding one. I'm holding one. Mm -hmm. um, and they sit there and they go, oh, I'm just like you, which is fine. <coughs> and they're not doing anything. I'm, I'm making a video about don't feel disappointed if it, your message is not getting through because there's Sarah's out there watching. Mm -hmm. And then they mm -hmm. go, how come you're being so personable? Because I'm now talking to Sarah and I just happen to be making a video. And sometimes I'm thinking of you and I can see you. And most people are looking at the camera and they're going, hi, um, I'd like to make a video. And in the back of their mind, they're going, oh, God, I hope 100,000 people watch this. I, you know, I just as long as it helps one person and if it helps you know, I, many, hallelujah, you know, it's every, like I did actually take some notes and, you know, and, <clears throat> you know, one that really stuck with me, you know, the self value equals money and how many people look at money as being their self value. And yeah, how, ter how terrifying for some people. Yes, yes. And, 
And, you know, I, I keep getting from people, why are you more money motivated? Why did you do this? You could make money. And I go, if it's against my core, I can't do it. I can't do it. If my core doesn't believe in it, I can't do it because that's just money and it will cost me too much of myself, of my integrity to do it. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And it's probably, it, it, there's, it's just a, ma- a way of being able to manage that because I agree with you and stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm slowly turning the, the, the tide on that, but, but I, I've also worked and it's like I said to you before, no one gets left behind. There's access to Steve because of this gift. And I think mm. you've got to be authentic and genuine to, to, I, I'm so grateful. I get people asking me on the spot, some of the most personable things ever. Right. lady gets on the show. I've never met her before going back episode five, six. And she turns around and she says to me, my husband, my ex-husband 30 years ago, sexually molested my boy. And I've, w- w- can you talk to me about that? And I'm going, then, so I went off on one about forgiveness is a commitment. It's not a feeling. Right. You've been waiting to feel like forgiving yourself and it's not, it's a commitment. Mm. And boy, did that send everyone off into all over the place, which is cool. And I got taught that by a guy whose wife got murdered. Mm-hmm. And 12 months later, she went to Vietnam, she got stabbed from Holland and she died in, before she hit the ground. And he told me, he said a year later, the Vietnamese government sent the, and details of the fact that they'd executed him. And he said, and I just sat there and thought, well, he was to do what he did. He had no idea. And I, he said, I forgave him because he'd taken everything from me. And I wasn't going to take me feeling regretful every day for the rest of my life. So he said, Steve, you're waiting, for, you're waiting to forgive as a feeling. And it's a commitment. He said, every single day, I'm committed to forgiving that man for killing my wife. Otherwise, you become a prisoner of it. Yeah, which you is know. amazing. So anyway. Yeah. I, um, I, had, I had a guy that lost his... Uh, his wife, pregnant wife and two children in a car accident and a 17 year old drunk. Yep. And he was a pastor. And he said, how can I condemn this guy? When I talk about God's forgiveness and he had to go through obviously a year of, you know, um, of um, his own personal recovery. And he ended up reaching out to that child and helping that child change his life and put him on a different path. And, you know, the courage to do that. Uh, if you know somebody took my children away from me, I don't know. Would I have the strength? <laughs> Would I have the courage to do that? Not now. You're going to be a grandma. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Without the wheelchair. Without the wheelchair. Yeah. But you know, it does. It does leave a question, doesn't it? You know, could mm-hmm. I? Could I have that courage to forgive? Uh, and and you know that really makes us, I think, ask the questions of ourselves. And, uh, and that's, I think, a dialogue sometimes we need to have, you know, those hard dialogues, and that only comes about by somebody else's conversation that makes mm. you going, could I? Could I? Is it within me? Or would I want revenge? And, and you don't know until you're in that situation, and God forbid that you're ever in that situation. But I think it most certainly is, is food for thought. Could I? And, but hearing from all the people that have, because that's not the only show, um, of I had to forgive because if I didn't, I'd be a prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I um, yeah, I, I, I could sit back and what was I, I was 43. Um, we owned eight houses around the world, had a, had a monstrously big job because of the, the stuff I was doing with biometrics and counterterrorism. I was contracted to Homeland Security and also to the foreign office. Uh, through all of that biometric bombing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and Married to this beautiful lady living in London, traveling all over the world. And I sit now 
sit back in the last sort of 10 years and think, what have, what have I done since then? And I, and then I start going, well, I wouldn't be talking to Sarah if I could change it. I wouldn't have some of the, and not, and I, but, and the funny thing is, and a good message for everyone, do you actually reflect on the accolades? Cause I get some pretty kind, I get some pretty amazing things said on my feed about what I do, but I, I never sit here and go, yeah, but I wouldn't be getting all those great remarks. Said I don't, I think I, I wouldn't have, I, I jokingly said to Andrea from, from uh, America, she sent me a, a picture of her daughter's 18th birthday and it was her and this beautiful picture. And I said, Oh, it's like, I'm going to be a doc cause I don't have family and stuff. So I just, I just said, oh, you can adopt me. I'm now uncle Fester. Next thing I know, I get this image two weeks ago and it's her and her 15 year old son whose birthday it was. And she went, Hey, uncle Fester, my boy just wanted to say happy birthday. And you just all of a sudden you think, well, I wouldn't have that. And I wouldn't have, the conversations with you, Sarah, and I wouldn't have the conversations I have with Peter and we wouldn't have people around the world giving up sleep. And right. what, why would someone give up sleep? Because of hope. Right. And you're a gift of their hope. So I wouldn't have all of that. And then you start thinking, okay, but, but what if I, what if I was still with my wife and I still had all that money? And one of the things I said to someone recently, the, the, the first step of forgiveness is to accept where you are. And who you are. Hmm. But and that's based on whatever that incident was and all that kind of stuff. So, but anyway, but you know, anyway. it's a long journey to becoming ourselves. And yeah, that starts at conception. Yeah, and and it, <laughs> and it goes right over until you leave this particular body yep. vessel, and it continues yep. on even into the next lives. And indeed, you know, and the, the thing is, is be willing to take the journey. You know, live in wonder, live in exploration, have an adventure. I don't know who mm. I'm going to be tomorrow. I know the mm. core of who I am. I know that Sarah's going to go and be wherever I am, but I don't know what's in store for me tomorrow. No, exactly. And I'm going That's to experience beautiful. tomorrow, tomorrow, because today I'm experiencing today. And just the goods, the highs and the lows, you just weather them. And those moments that really do feed you and your heart and your soul, and you go, this is the reason why I'm living. This yep. is the reason why I'm here. I feel so fulfilled. I feel so abundant. I feel so enriched and so empowered because of what's happened. Well, of the stories that have been shared with me that now I can share with others. I yeah. mean, live your best life. Ditto to that. On Ditto that note, yes, last the site again. Uh, is it just uh, desady.com or stephendesady.com? It's Stephen with a PH, Desady, D E S E. De.com. So stephendesady.com uh, and, and just look up Stephen Desady on LinkedIn because a, a lot of it originates from there. Right. But it's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's on my website. But uh, yeah, so, and you can just Google Stephen Desady. We put out as much stuff as we do. It's not hard yeah. to find us. Right. And cool. I do encourage people to, to go and look and to participate and, and to comment because you really do take the inspiration and put it down in a format mm -hmm. that can be applied. Yeah, That's and I've been, you make I've common been doing sense that. out of it. I've been doing that all the way. There's nothing wrong with the talking head conversations right, exactly. like this. But this, this is your format. This is your gift. And this is your mm. approach to it. And it's different to the way I've seen anybody else done it. And it's working. And it's working yeah, because you do you. get food for thought. You do make people pause. You do make them ask themselves a question. And you do insight for those that are ready the ignite ignition to get into actionism right yeah, exactly so one show at a time 
Yeah, there's nothing wrong with all the podcasts and all those types of things. Everything has its purpose. And everything, everything has, has its, its own purpose. style. Yeah. In, in, in my case, my attitude is really, really simple. If you're going to spend five minutes or 50 minutes or 90 minutes with me constantly, as I've been doing on this conversation, I'm going to be dropping in things that you can go in action. And they're not little light touch things. No. They're, a, they're, they're needle shifters. That, yes. that business about what's your impact, what the words they use and what do you, how do you like things communicated to you, that, that's life-changing stuff. The whole concept about change being about have, being aware of change, having the courage to act and the big one, have the courage to forgive yourself if it gets wrong and go back and start again. Yes. Go and find practitioners, doing a quick summary, go and find practitioners for what you admire and don't be surprised when you reach out to them that they'll respond back going, you know, I know... The number of times I've done that with very successful people and they go, you know what, no one's, not enough people ask me that because I remember, I remember when I was in your, your shoes, yeah. Steve, I remember. So those, just those three things, if you went out and actioned those three things, they will shift the needle on your life. And so that's what we have, want, right? If, if people have watched this, if people are anywhere near me, I'm going to give you things to actually do. Mm-hmm. And 98% of people will go, that's great, and go off and watch the next thing. And then 10 years from now or 30 years or 50 years, do what Bonnie Ware says in the regrets of the dying, actually max out on the five regrets of the dying, which we can't do right now. <laughs> right Go now, live. it's, about, it's <laughs> about the five joys of living. <laughs> yeah, but no, but the, but the fact is, if you, but if you actually, yeah, it's, it's just interesting, but I, and I don't want to say, I'm not ending on a gloomy note, go out and find practitioners, go out and ask people how, how you impact them, absorb it and then present it and share it. And you won't have to worry about regret. And here in self-discovering media, I've got them. And all they have to do is like put in the name, put in Stephen DeSady, all of his information will come up. Uh, I really do encourage going, listening to, Mm. to the wisdom, because it's applicable, because it's applicable, because it's insightful, but because it will also trigger you into actionism, which is really important. It might be something you just sit on and go, hmm, yeah, yeah. that's food for thought. That's, you know, it's caused me to have a pause. I'm going to go back and listen to more. And you might listen to a few of them that are food for thought. And then there's that one thing, oh, you're speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to apply it. And that's what we're all looking for. We're looking for how do I apply the wisdom to me and my situation? Very true. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen. Um, It's been wonderful. It's nearly been two hours and I don't care because there's so much knowledge here. People are going to have (laughs) to take notes while they listen to it and go back and listen to it again. Even having what I'd like to, you know, a podcast uh, party, you know, everybody listen to it at the same time and then share what they got out of it. Because I think that is, is something that's really very, you have book clubs, have a podcast club and listen to the wisdom and each one of you share what you got out of it afterwards because that in itself is illuminating. Thank you so much for sharing with me here no today. No worries. Steve. And come to the Sadie Cafe on uh, Friday evenings in North America and Saturday morning. Go to LinkedIn and just ask, um, DM me on LinkedIn about uh, the Sadie Cafe and come, come join us. Everyone's welcome. Yes, thank you um, so much, Sarah. It's been an honour and a pleasure. Uh, thank you. My pleasure. And thank you very much. And as I said, I love the format. I love the way it, it, mm. it's approaching everything. It's very simple very profound, but very applicable. And that's what we're all looking for. So thank you. Actionism, beautiful. Actionism, actionism, (laughs) step into actionism. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. 
please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.